The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Friday, June 12th. Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Everything contact center, call center, and customer care related. We've got a heck of a guest today. Paul, how are you before we get into the guest? I am buzzing. Hey, everyone, really appreciate you taking your time to, to listen in to Neil and myself. But Neil, I want to hand it over to you because right now I, I'm like a little kid in a sweet shop. I don't know where to go. Take it away. It is an immense pleasure for Fabulous Friday to have with <laughs> us the one and only Jeremy Watkin, product manager, Ooh. product marketing manager at 8x8. Uh, we're going to introduce him and then we're going to give a great description. I'm going to get into a great topic. First, Jeremy, how are you? You're on. I'm doing great. It's great to be with you guys. How are you doing? Thrilled. It is a true pleasure to have yeah, you with thrilled. us. Um, I, uh, my guess is that 90 plus percent of our audience already knows who Jeremy is because they follow him on Twitter. They follow him on LinkedIn. They see the stuff that he's putting out there because for me... Here's my, my, my intro to my complimentary description of how I know Jeremy. I've interacted with him all over the place. This is a true omni-channel relationship. I've interacted with him on Twitter. Definitely. I've interacted with him on LinkedIn. I've interacted with him on Google Hangouts. I've interacted with him here, there, there, and here, and all over the place. <laughs> what I've learned from Jeremy, and I'm going to tie it into uh, something in his personal life uh, that I know, that I'm envious of, by the way, is that Jeremy shows us that it is a marathon, not a sprint. First of all, he's a marathon runner. Uh, he's an amazing athlete, uh, but related to our business world and, and, and work world, as a content producer, creator, contributor, generator, he's consistent, he's long-term, he's not a sprinter like me who I just run and sprint and drop a bomb and a stink bomb and run. He's the guy that's consistent and every day we get a dose of Jeremy's thoughtfulness. And that is why we're here with Jeremy today. Um, Jeremy, as, as we talked earlier, the topic of the day is going to be the following, capital W. Who really cares? Colon, CX, NPS, CSAT, CES, CXQOTD, all the acronyms. Who really cares about these? Why the heck do they matter? That's what we're going to get into because you've talked about each and every one of these and all these in our customer experience world. Why do they matter? Tell us what's top of mind for you and why these things are important to us in everything we do in customer care. Yeah, absolutely. So can I tell you a story that, uh, that I once took a job as head of quality for a company and it was like, I don't even like quality <laughs> you know when you think about when you think about quality assurance in a contact center you think about forms you think about making sure agents contact center agents are dotting their i's and their j's and they're uh, you know crossing their t's and all that stuff and they get a slap on the wrist if they don't who, who actually likes doing that um who wants to sit and listen to calls phone calls for hours it is i mean i think i think some of us have done that and it's just it's mind-numbing work sometimes 
Um, but when I think about working in a contact center um, and, you know, the customers that we're supporting, when you look at some of these acronyms like NPS and Customer Effort Score and CSAT, I'm sure they represent scores and numbers and people can drool all over the numbers. But but the, at the end of the day, we're talking about customers. We're, we actually like, it's not too far of a jump for us to um, to think about that we could actually make a difference in somebody's life. And until I could make that connection in my own mind and in my own heart, you know, not to get all mushy on you guys on a Friday, but, but uh, until I could make that connection, the work was just pointless to me. But when I could realize that, that behind a CSAT negative or positive is a actual human being that's trying to solve a problem and, trying to live their life i uh it actually started to become a passion thing for me and not just a something i had to do at work that i really didn't like doing if that if that I remember, makes sense. i remember seeing you during that period of time when you were at that role and at, at that job and seeing you and you were kind of like a, a not a lost sheep but i could tell on your face you didn't love it you weren't happy you weren't that engaged you were doing it and you're probably doing a great job of it but you weren't you weren't honed in. You didn't have that focus that I see you have now. Uh, I think in your current role, and then in separately all the other things that you do in, as a content generator. You see it now. You got the shine. You're 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 glistening here. <laughs> I'm glad it comes through. <clears throat> um, yeah, and you know, you jump into a contact center where they're doing some of these activities, and uh, I think to quote, you know. I think, have you had Jeff Toyster as a guest? No, no, we haven't had Toyster yet. Toyster's got, we haven't even asked him yet, but, but I'm hoping he'll, he'll, he'll absolutely join us. Toyster's obviously, yeah. you know, a, a well-known figure in the, the circles that we all run in. He, he cracks me up. And just for the record, he lives like a mile from me and we met on Twitter. But, um, but I, I, the thing, I always have this inner Toyster going on in my head where it's like, you're doing all these activities, like making sure that people are, doing all these things they're supposed to on a phone call. But Toyster is constantly reminding us to step back and think about what's our purpose for doing this? <laughs> Let's not just do it for the sake of doing it because everybody else is doing it, but let's actually think about the purpose that we're, we're trying to achieve. And that we, we so often forget to take that step back and think about it. And I do it because I'm a, I'm a you said it, I'm consistent, I'm responsible. I, uh, I I get a huge rush out of checking things off a list and, <laughs> and have to be reminded to, to take a step back and, you know, spell out these acronyms and, and actually think about what they truly mean. And Paul, and they, Paul how guilty are, are, are you and I in our operations of, you know, checking that box? Like, check, we got the QA scores. Check, we got sorry. the CSAT scores. Check, we got the service levels, right? I mean, it's kind of like going through those motions. Yeah, and and it gets to a point where you're right. It just becomes a tick box exercise, right? And um, I I always come from the, the the place of so does a good QA score actually marry up to a, a good CSAT score or a good customer effort score now? And I, I always think that's a bit of a challenge, right? In terms of who drives what, who drives your QA form versus who's driving your CSAT, and what changes do you need to make? Um, Jeremy, I have got a, like kind of a KPI question, if that's all right, my friend. Absolutely. So there's always like there's MPS and CSAT and 
what I'm seeing now in in kind of the industry is customer effort score. Do you think that's going to be the next big thing or is it already the next big thing and I'm just behind the times? I, uh, I, I, I might be a little controversial here. I, you know, yes, to be honest, I love it. you know, I love you know, it when it, people are controversial. Go for it. Customer effort score comes from that book, The Effortless Experience, which I think is a fantastic read. I would, I recommend it to anybody I can. Um, I, I think there's some pressure when you're, a, when you're a consultant and you're paid a lot of money to do research and come up with your own flavor of the same metric. And right. I, I think we, we get enamored with, you know, customer satisfaction, NPS, customer effort. I'm sure there are other metrics out there. I honestly think before, before we're dead and gone, we're gonna see other metrics similar pop up and we're gonna read a book about how some consulting firm said that this is the metric this will better predict success uh, for your organization. Um, to be honest, I, you know, I'm a customer service guy at heart, and uh, I care a whole lot more about the uh, the verbatim feedback that we get from customers, um, and listening to that and building that relationship with the customer. And regardless of what metric you use, you yeah. can you can get feedback from a customer and. And it's that activity of taking, especially, you know, taking an upset customer and turning them around and turning them into a, you can call them a promoter. You can say you've reduced their effort. You can say they're satisfied. I don't really care what language you use, to be honest. I think it's more the activity of asking your customers for their feedback and then, and then acting on that, that feedback, if that makes sense. Love it. Isn't it, isn't it, um, so, so those of us that are beholden on the ops side, like we got to show what we did. How do we perform? What did it matter? And we want to take that qualitative piece of an upset customer and someone's angry, they're disappointed, they're upset, they've got a problem, they need help. How do we turn that into a number? Because we've got to generate the number to justify what we just did or didn't do. And so we have such an, a, a habit and tendency to need to create something out of that. But I think what, what you're saying is that's not the point. The point is actually just to listen to it. But in your experience, or, or how do you recommend, what do you do with that? Okay, yeah, you listen to it. There's, there's a bunch of sentences, but don't we have to attach a score or some number or metric to it? Neil, you, you bring up a really good point. The score does still matter. Um, in that you want to, you need to be able to pull levers and see if those levers are actually improving the score. Um, but what happens is, how often does the score get put on a dashboard and we just accept that, oh, eight, we're at 85% CSAT, that's good, let's move on to the next metric. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to know what's behind that score if you're ever going to improve it. You know, some don't care about improving it, others Others do, but you need to know, like, you need to know, like, I, I talk a lot about call drivers. You need to know what your drivers are that are behind that metric. And, um, you know, maybe maybe it's a shipping issue and, and you look in and you're able to drill down and see that 70%, we have we have a 70% CSAT on, a sh on shipping issues, but we have 
you know, 90% CSAT on a password recovery. Well, that, that helps you drill in and actually figure out what issues are, um, are driving dissatisfied customers or driving disloyalty. Um, so you absolutely, I, I do think the score still matters, but you can't just take the score at face value. You got to dig in. You got to do the work of closing the loop with customers. Um, you got to do the loop of prioritizing and fixing bugs with your engineering team. And um, so, yeah, I, I think it's all important, but, uh, but the score in and of itself doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't have some yeah. of those actions supporting it. By the way, I want to double click on something that you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about the next greatest metric. Brad Cleveland, if you're listening to this, where are you? We need a new metric. We're due for a metric. Brad's got to be the one to come up with a metric, right? And, you know, maybe we're missing the boat. Like, like maybe we should come up with a metric so we can sell some books. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. I love it. Do you mean people read love books that. still? <laughs> no, it's not time. We, we're we're, we're going to have some, some exciting guests of authors of books on, on some uh, future near future podcast. We'll get into that at some other point, but you're absolutely right. Uh, but again, Brad, if you listen to this, we're hungry. We need some new metrics. Hopefully you can come up with something. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to switch gears, Jeremy, to something you recently uh, posted. And, and I think it was, I, I probably saw it on LinkedIn, although it's probably across a bunch of different channels. And you talked about um, customer sentiment or, or what I interpret as customer sentiment and, and the different ways to look at uh, what's really happening in QA or QM. Um, I, th I hope and think you, you realize which post of yours that you recently put out that I'm referring to. Can you walk us through that for those that haven't read it and aren't familiar with, with what you actually put together? Well, I think this, this gets into um, to things like speech analytics and uh, artificial intelligence a bit where, you know, the whole, the whole premise with speech analytics is that you can, transcribe a telephone call um you know hopefully we see more prevalence of things like text analytics where you already have the transcription and then you can have an engine per se that goes through that text that that has some natural language understanding and and can based on a number of indicators determine if uh the customer's sentiment um, it could also determine that the contact center agent's sentiment, you know, is this agent getting upset? Um, and this, I mean, it helps on a whole lot of levels for a contact center. And when you talk about customer experience, A, this, you know, when you talk about transcribing your telephone calls and then being able to run some automatic analysis on them, you're talking about, you're talking about, you know, that's a hundred percent of your calls. There's no, um, quality team in a contact center that can monitor 100% of your calls without some technology to to help. So, so I think that's a big help, and that uh, obviously allows you to be more proactive in in uh, trying to make things right with your customers, improving the quality of of service. And so, that's that's I think where where um, the uh, where where that can really help out. So we're t we're talking about all these acronyms and initials and things like that. You just brought one up that uh, I didn't list initially. AI, 
sounds like you're a promoter. You believe in it. Yeah, I think you need to be channel your inner Jeff Toyster again and think about your purpose <laughs> of, of using AI. Um, don't just throw it out there and expect it to improve your customer experience. But if you have repeatable problems, I mean, AI is coming at us from all different angles. I've, I've seen it in the quality assurance space. Obviously, everybody talks about chatbots. I've seen it on just backend process stuff with customer service teams, like help me select a canned response and send to a customer faster. Help me find the most relevant knowledge in our knowledge base faster. Uh, there are a lot of backend processes that I, I often recommend to people to look at AI for that before you look at, before you tell a virtual assistant to start interacting with customers. But I think virtual assistants are going to get better and better in the customer service space as well. Uh, and we, we're going to have to do a lot of thinking and talking about how the traditional contact center agent is going to interact, fit in that customer support journey. Things, will, things are going to change and evolve over time for sure. Man, we're back to six degrees of separation with Jeff Toyster. Harness your inner <laughs> Jeff Toyster. And by the way, I love Jeff, Jeff Toyster's work. We got to get Jeff on the show at some point, hopefully. Uh, I think of Jeff Toyster uh, talking about definitions. You've got to define what it is you want to do. What is the mission? What is the objective? So whenever I get into like a complex conversation and problem solving, I'm like, wait a minute, what, what are we trying to do here? It all goes back to Jeff Toyster. So, <laughs> so it resonates. I, I'm glad we got to invoke his name here. Uh, we're, we're up against the time clock here. We got to have you back on this because I think we're just scratching the surface. Uh, there's so many things we can delve into with these terms and, and concepts and ideas, but it's refreshing to hear getting back to some basics, actually. Yeah, there's the technology, yeah. but the technology is just the technology. Get back to the basics. Make it about the customer. Yeah. That's what we're really saying. I love it. Um, Paul, well, let's turn this part over as we start to wrap up. Uh, we're going to okay. put Jeremy on the spot here, right? And ask him to share a couple things, a little bit of wisdom with us. Yeah, so Jeremy, what, what we do is we ask our guests to um, sign us out with two things. We ask them for quotes that mean something to them. That could be work-related, it could mean family, it could mean anything. And then we ask them to give some of their customer heroes of the week. And again, that could be anybody or anything that you for you has stood out and have gone the extra mile in terms of the customer experience world. So um, if you don't mind, I'd like to hand the floor over to you and uh, let's, let's hear it from you. All right. So my quotes, I came up with two and these are, I think if you read a lot of customer service, customer experience folks, they throw these out, but they, they definitely mean something to me. So the first one is the Dale Carnegie quote where he says a person's name is to that person, the sweetest, most important sound in any language. And I've, I've just become more and more aware of, when people use my name and and how that improves my experience as a consumer and as a customer um, and just tried to emulate that myself and just communicate that people are valuable and important by learning their name and actually using it. And, you know, sometimes you have to use it in a sentence or I'm getting old. So I, I forget names more and more, but uh, <laughs> And then the other one is uh, Jan Carlson, who ran an airline. I forget what the, I think Scandinavian Airlines or something like that. His quote is, if you're not serving the customer, your job is to be serving someone who is. 
Uh, and that, nice. that, that holds meaning for me as I became a manager and I wasn't interacting as much with customers to realize that how I treat the people I'm managing has a whole lot of impact on the customers. So, uh, so then calling out the heroes, I better call out Jeff Toyster at this point because I, I <laughs> invoked his name. Uh, he Toyster, lives by, you're out there. You're out there, Toyster. Check he lives us. by me. We we hike together. Um, we frequent the same places. Uh, and he's he's been a great mentor and friend uh, for me. And then I think about folks that are actively building community in the customer experience contact center space. Andrew Gilliam is just doing a fantastic job of running ICMI chat on Twitter Tuesdays. Uh, Sue Duras is doing a great job of running CX chat on Wednesdays at, uh, I think that's 11 Pacific time. And then Nate Brown has done a fantastic job of building the CX accelerator community. And I'm, I'm a really active member in there. When you mentioned the CX QOTD, you know, watch that hashtag on Twitter. I, uh, it's really an extension of the CX Accelerator community to get the CX community talking about important issues and collaborating. I, I love it. So those are those CX are my QOT is CX question of the day for those that haven't seen it. There you uh, go. Yeah, you just named a a uh, really great set of individuals and thought leaders: Nate Brown, Sue, Sue uh, Andy, of course from ICMI, and and Jeff Toyster. Uh, and all, in in all seriousness. I refer to Toyster as Toyster because that's his handle, his Twitter handle. But Jeff Toyster is a uh, is a sensational thought leader in our space and as well a, a mentor, a friend. And I wish I lived in San Diego. I'd love to go camping with you guys, uh, hiking with you guys, because that would be uh, it'd be a lot of fun. It's always an open invite. Awesome. So as we wrap this up, here's what I learned. It's all about the customer. Keep the customer's name. Refer to them listen to the customer voice of customer keep the connection to the customer don't necessarily need to worry about the metrics and the kpis and the numbers but pay attention to what the customer is actually saying i think hearing that really hits home for me uh and again i would i would wrap up with uh jeremy's example to us is that it is a marathon it's not a sprint there's no such thing as sprinting nobody wins really in the sprint but in the end, when you do things consistently and thoroughly in an organized fashion and you're always present, that's, I think, when you win the race. Uh, Jeremy, it was a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing the knowledge and your experience. Everyone, how do we follow? Everyone, you got to follow Jeremy if you're not already doing so. Remind everyone what, what your Twitter handle is and how we find you. Yeah, my Twitter handle is at JT Watkin. And, and I just want to say thank you, Neil, for calling me a super athlete because that's, that's the first time in history. So <laughs> thanks for that. Love it. Slow and steady. Not, uh, they're fast marathoners and I'm not one of them. Slow and steady wins a race. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of Paul, uh, Fireside Chats Without the Fires, thank you. Thank you to our audience. Uh, email us. Tag us, post us, send us questions, send us ideas for future sessions. We'd love to hear feedback from you. Jeremy, once again, thank you. It was a sensational session as we wrap up Friday, June 12th, Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72. 
podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.